Hi, I'm Lizard. Hi, I'm Jocelyn. And I'm Kim, and this is Staying Muddy News, where we talk about interesting, funny, and weird news and STEM. So I'm going to start with my article that I found. It was actually published this month on the 8th, and it's about robots sensing human touch without, um, with using the camera and shadows. So instead of using all the sensors now, they're going to be, I guess, through the heat. And it was saying it was published through the Cornell University. So originally why they looked into this was because they wanted a robot that could help guide people through emergencies, like to get to the emergency exits and all that. But obviously robots aren't humans, so they can't like detect if somebody fell. They can't detect how fast somebody's walking. They can't detect somebody like asking for help or where they're at. They literally just um, go based off command. But with these new robots that are now they can sense through cameras and shadows they can by the person's touch um they can guide them the speed that they need to go through um also if somebody's like falling and needs help they could grab them now so it's more human-like and that was pretty interesting um so they said that they also looked into this because it's also low cost since they're not utilizing a lot of sensors and also it's lightweight because it's less sensors and it's more focused on the camera. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to comment on that or ask me anything that maybe I left like a loop for or something. So are, so these robots are supposed to like, they're just making them so that they're more humanoid yeah. basically? Yeah, yeah. And they're also, like, I guess also to make it more human-like, they're, they're going to be, like, inflatable. So they'll have, like, more cushion, I guess. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting because they're going to be lightweight without all the sensors. And they could actually, like, through the shadows, like, if you're going like this to them, they can actually, like, go to you. So they're not all based off command. You know, obviously they have commands in them, but it's not mm-hmm. like, do one thing. Now they can do multiple things because they can see, like, you asking for help how fast you're going, the pressure you're putting on them when you're grabbing them to find the X there in case of emergency. So I thought that was pretty interesting how now it's not only something technical, but it's not something more human-like. I thought that was pretty cool. You want to know the first thought that came out of my head when you said like more human-like and like detecting my shadows and stuff like that? I was thinking, what if I take a swing at it? Will it like counter my (laughs) <laughs> Will it counter my swing and like punch me? Or <laughs> like uh no, well, they're fighting too. <laughs> it says like they can detect like like the shadow, like if you're going for them, like they can go back. Obviously they're not gonna go back at you because their commands are not to do that. They're more for helping. That's what their yeah. job but it does actually say like for punching, for hugging, for falling. So yeah, so that's pretty pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, because in some such desperate times, people don't even think, you know? So even with all the noise, like, a human will not look for an exit or whatever. They're already trained where everything's at, and they're just guiding you. And obviously, they're not human, so they're not, like, hearing all that noise that's distracting them, you know? So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So is the heat sensor sort of, like, that, like, red, blue, green sort of thing that you'd see? So, like, that's yeah. what they'd see and they're like oh that's a human or like oh that's a dog it's okay yeah that's what that's what it is 
and also it's like the heat and the shadows so they can they can see your features so they don't know anything like if you're a girl or a guy or whatever but they can see like your movements and all of that like your figure but not necessarily like the way you look you know oh that's a different way of looking at it instead of having a whole mess of cameras on it trying to figure yeah. out what it is it's just one camera one heat seeking camera that could figure it out mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was so would the, do, does it say whether these robots are like for main use as in like commercial use like hospitals uh say like um a, a shopping center stuff like that or is it supposed to be like to help people out in their own homes or kind of thing like that it actually doesn't say, it doesn't say none of that. It doesn't say, it just says what they were initially, like, created for. Like, it's the prototype. But I'm assuming it's for hospitals. And by them emphasizing that it's low cost, I feel like it could be something that even, like, the elderly could use at their house, you know? So that's something that's very beneficial for a lot of people. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because, like, fir- my, like, my first thought was hospitals. But then thinking about it, it's just, like, that would be really cool to have in, say, um, maybe, like, hospice homes or, um, you know, homes for the elderly. It's just, that would be very useful. And then knowing, like, oh, how nurses are, like, very needed right now, having a, a robot that does, like, the most basic things, like, readily for you sounds like it would be very cool and very helpful. Yeah, exactly. Also minimizes like the people inside a building and everything. So I thought that was that was pretty interesting. That was pretty cool. I think the highlight that can be taken of this is that the less sensors that they're gonna be utilizing and the low cost, the lightweight. So that's I think that's amazing. I think robots I feel like at least me, every time I think about robot, it's like robots are taking over the world. But this in this sense it's like actually robots helping in a better sense you know gives them a better perspective in my eyes you know yeah so that was one of the articles i found the second article i found that was also published this month under interesting engineering was to have wearable like making your body a battery I thought that, was, that, that caught my attention. As soon as I read that, I thought that was pretty cool because it's saying that they're going to put like an object on you that's very lightweight and expandable that can be used as like a ring or can be used as a bracelet. And it uses your body's energy and it like stores it in that little device so that ultimately you wouldn't need a charger for your devices, like for your cell phones and your watches. Like that little like device that you have on that's turning your body's energy into actual like energy that you could be utilized to charge your phones. I thought that was pretty cool. And that's from the university. I can tell you guys right now. It tripped me out at first because I didn't understand how that would work. Uh, CU Boulder. And they said that it's it would be also low cost. So it was something that's wants to be like mass produced for like the everyday person yeah, to have. I thought that was pretty cool. And something else that I said is that it's uh, that's the part where it tripped me out also where it says that even if it rips like by clicking them together it like remakes itself that it's like skin yeah you know how your skin when you get a wound like eventually it heals on its own that's how the device will work as well so it becomes like essentially part of you 
that's trippy. I know that was super cool because I feel like, at least for me, you're out and you don't, you forget your charger, you're low on battery, and you're you be in the middle of nowhere and you don't, you can't charge your phone. But with that thing, you can start charging that or your watch or anything. Obviously, it can carry like a huge amount of battery, but it could give you a good sense of charge for like an emergency car or something. So I thought that was pretty cool. It says here that, let me see, I could tell you. It tells how many like volts it would be able to have. I think it says like, yeah, like limit to like a one car or two call of battery. But even then just having it there, your own personal like body trans energy transforming it to something that's rechargeable. I thought that was pretty cool. One question, like, does it have a number of recharges it has? It's like, you know, your phone or like your laptop has like a number of charges it has before the battery starts to give out. Yeah. Is that basically how that device would work? No, it says that it becomes like part of you, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it becomes part of you that like I, something like it expands where it, you could use it as your own brain and the same thing can expand to become a bracelet and it's part of you and it's not something that after a amount of time it like starts failing but since it's part of your own body like giving it the energy I guess until your body starts failing that starts failing I guess that sounds kind of <laughs> that just don't die <laughs> don't die in your device your phone will be good <laughs> yeah that was that your was phone will live long without you <laughs> Yeah. So how does it actually um like get the energy from the body? It says right here. It says that it converts. Let me. I don't want to tell you guys lies. Okay. It says I'm just gonna the body using thermoelectric generators to convert the body's internal temperature into electricity. Damn, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, and this is like it says here. It says, even better, this device can heal itself when damaged. Yeah. And if it's something that you just, I mean, you tried it out and it's just not for you, it is recyclable. And I guess that piece of you can be given to somebody else. Yeah. That's crazy. Wait, a piece of me can be given to somebody else? <laughs> it's the device. Essentially, it becomes you, you know, since it's turning your own, like, energy into, like, actual like electricity so when like you don't want it anymore or it's just not for you it's recyclable and it can be given to somebody else yeah kind of like a, a an organ transplant kind of thing is you yeah. like you're saying that it becomes a part of me so it's basically like another part living organ. yeah yeah That's crazy i'm not sure if i'd want to get that just yet <laughs> i would Oh, I would. It comes in handy. Yeah. It comes in. They said they're still figuring out like the all the logistics and everything, but I think that's pretty cool. Well, that's what I have for you guys today. But now moving on to the next person. Jocelyn, what did you find interesting to you? All right. So this one, thank you, Kimmy. This one isn't really techie, it's more animally. <laughs> <laughs> it's more about animals and and to me it was just when I saw it I was like oh what a cute little little rat but then I saw more pictures of him and I was like yeah it ain't cute 
Um, <laughs> my article is called uh, Naked Mole Rat Colonies Speak with Unique Dialects. It was published recently on the 28th of January. Uh, this article, you can find multiple articles on the subject, but the first one I found was on the Science News website. So apparently for the last, for about two months, no, two years, I'm kidding, not two months, two years, uh, these researchers were, re were researching how uh, naked mole rats communicate with each other. And they all noticed that they do these like little chirps. They sound like little birds chirping, right? But they noticed that there were distinct differences with the chirps. And no one had ever really like tested out what, why there was a difference between the chirps. They like they found so many cool things about naked mole rats. Like they're one of the few mammals that act like bees and other animals like that, where they actually have a queen, or like they uh, kill any like intruder that goes into their colony. They're one of the few animals that are like that. But they didn't know that naked mole rats actually have their own dialects and with each passing of a queen so like say they have a queen for a certain amount of time they gain the dialect from that queen and if that queen gets overthrown or killed the dialect starts to die basically like human di how like with human languages those dialects start to die and then the next dialect starts with the next queen once they choose their next queen, they kind of like take on the dialect of that queen. And that's basically the chirping of all the other naked mole rats. <laughs> like when they overthrow the queen, like they want to forget her completely kind of thing. So that's why no, they start. It's just, it's just like how, you know how like within like indigenous groups, right? Over time, the dialects start changing right and as people pass away or die like that language or accent basically starts changing or disappearing kind of like how we like uh, us americans we came from britain right over there england europe right we don't speak like british people we don't have that same accent it's the same thing with the naked morads when they get separated from their queen or stuff like that, their dialect dies. And their accents basically change. They forget it, basically, over time. And the cool thing about them is, like how I said that they don't, they don't like introducing intruders into their colonies, they kill them. They will take on foreign pups into their colonies and teach them the dialect. And the way that they know if one naked mole rat is an intruder or not, it's through the dialect. It's not through seeing because naked mole rats are basically blind. They have to oh, hear okay. the dialects. And that's how they know if it's an intruder or not. And they're just associating their like naked mole rat dialects with humans. And it's like, wow, even with naked mole rats, dialects die. And you could like there. There's just seeing that like resemblance to like human languages and stuff like that. And I just found that really cool because I would have never thought that a naked mole rat would have dialects. And you can actually hear it on the website. 
the differences between the, the dialects. You want to do them for us? I'm do not sure if I'm not sure if you'll be able to. He- Can I do it for you? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you got I'm it. I'm not sure if I can <laughs> if I can play it though. No, no, no. I want you to do it. Do you? I'm just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> well, I'm drinking water. That's what you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I, I, I get what you mean. Um, but I didn't know they had queens. Is that like a central part to their like herd? Like Yeah, like it is. It is. Cause um basically when they don't have a queen, they basically go into a state of anarchy, basically. Mm. It's complete chaos, it's mess. They don't really have a leader, they don't have someone to lead them. And the queen is basically also the one that they um, mate with, the one who usually has the babies. So you could see that also die down. And only until then, when they have a new queen, will actual like the 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 stability of the colony start up again. Until they get like overthrown, or like usually like an average of how long one of them is the queen, or no? I'm not sure what dictates it because like that didn't really I couldn't find any um, info based off of that, like off of for that, but they do seem to like at some point get tired of their queen, and they just like you're out, dude, kind of thing. Like, either she dies, natural causes, or you're just out, you know? But (laughs) they're pretty aggressive. (laughs) Like, dang. But, yeah, it's. I think it's funny because, like, they really take control. They they work better when there's one single leader, the queen, but they also overthrow her. But it's like, why would they do that if... The queen is the one that basically, you know, determines their whole life kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how she, like, the queen determines their dialect as well. And that's just super cool because it's like, I wouldn't have thought that, like, one single mole rat would determine how they sound when they chirp. And it seems like they say different, like, I don't know, it just, like, each chirp, if you listen to the recording, it has a different frequency of sound. Some chirps are higher, are higher frequency, some are lower frequency, and, like, it sounds like they're actually speaking to each other. And that, that's what I found really cool if you, like, really listen to it. Maybe in the editing you can, like, put in the chirpings, but, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like, they would not do it, like, frequently, like, changing queens, because... That would mean learning a whole new dialect, you know. So I feel yeah, like I don't think it happens that um, frequently either, because from what I see is that, from what I read is that they say they adopt a pup. A pup, it takes a pup about six months to learn a new dialect. So I don't think that they kill or overthrow their queens that frequently. 
Yeah. Yeah, because it's harder for them to be changing. Yeah. Or I wonder if it's like after like a certain amount of babies that they've had, maybe they get overthrown. Yeah. A certain amount of generations. I think that might be it too. Once they see that the queen is like probably getting older or something at the end of their lifespan, they do it. But that's something I would have to ask the naked mole rats. Yeah. How are, how, <laughs> how are you gonna ask them? Yeah. With that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was a good one man well this is all I have for this one I don't know <laughs> take it away Liz <laughs> take it away Liz let's go oh okay so for my article you guys know how Apple's like trying to make a car I didn't know, know that. about that. You didn't know about that? Mm-hmm. Well, they're trying to make a car and they're trying to make it super different. And a lot of people have said that they might not even put a steering wheel in it. No. Oh my God. The who? Tesla who? <laughs> so is it also going to be like a self driven car? Or like, was it? Yeah, yeah, bus- yeah. So it'll be self driving, it'll be electric vehicle, all that jazz. And they're shooting for like, for it to be developed by 2024. So, who knows, like, maybe the laws may change and, like, you might not have a steering wheel in your car in the future. Because I feel like that would be, like, a big safety hazard. Like, how are you going to take control if you can't do this? You're just going to be sitting in there on your way to die? Like, what are you going to do? Have a nice drive? You would have to not live in Los Angeles anymore. Crazy. Especially with all these crazy drivers. Like, I don't know how I would be able to sense all of the chaos. But they have they released, like, what it would look like? Those no, they're women. being really secretive about it. But, like, that's one of the things that they're trying to shoot I, for. I say it's going to look like a Tesla. I think so. Man, I just... I don't know what gives these... Uh, I, there's so many things about this that angers me. Because, <laughs> like, we've seen that as humans, we don't make rational decisions. Right? What makes them think that this is a rational decision? <laughs> oh my god. It's scary just thinking about the amount of accidents that could potentially happen. The fact that not all cars are autonomous. It's gonna be a little bit like it's gonna be chaotic having some autonomous cars and some not autonomous cars going around it's like oh god i don't even know how to like a price range at least or no uh not that i know of no kim's already looking to buy (laughs) <laughs> you want to get one today mm, the test um, for the <laughs> no I, I I don't think I can trust something without a steering wheel that's that's absurd I think uh-uh. maybe if I had like a backup like buttons maybe you know but without a steering wheel like how, how, an how... eject button <laughs> that's what I was thinking <laughs> she said button <laughs> bro that's crazy so, for my last article, two Yorkshire 
pigs were able to use a video game. What? Yep. These are gamers now? What? Pigs are gamers? Yeah, pigs are gamers. Uh-huh. It was a joystick-operated game. And so they'll be able to, like, move the joystick with, like, their nose like that. And then if it hits, like, a certain point, then they get a treat. And so the levels will go up into difficulty. And then they'll know, like, oh, I get another treat. And then I get another treat. And then you just keep doing it. So, yeah. And the whole... What was the point of this? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> the whole point of the study was like to see that like all sentient be- beings could like understand things around them. So like a pig's a sentient being, so it understands. Oh, if I just move this thing a certain way, then I get food. So that was like the whole point of it. It was like a psychological study and like just with um sentient beings. Bro, pigs are smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pigs are smart. I'm telling you, I love piggies, and I want my own pig. And but now that I know I could teach it how to play a video game, <laughs> <laughs> I like. I definitely want a piggy now. So, it was a Yorkshire pig, and also two Pen Pinto micro pigs. So, those are your options. Or video game buddies. Oh man. Is there like a video of them playing or like Yeah. If you Well it's it's a picture. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that one's not cute, but yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my god. But they run around like doggies. They love you just as much as doggies. They're super cute, man. And I also heard that they actually want to be clean. Like the whole yeah. stereotype of like having them in the mud. Nope. They want to be clean. You but... know what I've also heard? They like decorating their own pens kind of thing. With like flowers and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if they see a flower or something that they like, they take it and they decorate their areas. That's cute. Yeah. Now I want to go vegan. <laughs> I don't want to eat the baby. <laughs> but I like the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I was just thinking like what if like on the package it says like top 100 video game player <laughs> on the package. We'll probably take this out, but that would be really sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Oh my god. Oh, okay. that was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we gotta go. So I have to wrap this up. Um, so so that was that was my article, guys. Hope you liked it. I really enjoy your pigs so late. No, what is it? The planet of the pigs. Mm-hmm. Planet of the pigs. Before we end it. Shop our shirts. Oh, yeah. We're twinsies today. Yeah. We also got mugs. Go on over to the volunteer. No. To the fundraiser site. Go on and buy. They're really cute. Go on. You can do it. (laughs) 
And this has been Staying Muddy News. Bye. Bye, everyone. See ya. Thank you for listening to Staying Money Podcast. I'm Mr. You can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok with the handle CastlayBahaSE. You can also check out our website, CastlayBahaSE, if you want to check out more stuff about our team. And we also have some merch on there as well. You can also join our Staying Money Podcast subreddit if you'd like. Thanks again for listening. See ya. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Staying Muddy podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Baja SAE and Cal State Los Angeles.